Hello and welcome to Built On Air, a podcast and video series about all things Airtable. I'm your host, Zoe Vanderplu, and I'd like to thank our sponsor, OpenSide. OpenSide's newest product, Onto Air Forms, is the Airtable form solution that you've been looking for. Visit OpenSide.com to see how it can take your Airtable workflow to the next level. For a limited time, get Onto Air Forms free when you purchase the Onto Air Actions Zapier connector. This week, we welcome Mac McGowan from Garden Valley, Texas. Mac is Solutions Development Manager at Mercy Ships, a nonprofit whose fully equipped floating hospital ship provides free surgeries and medical care to patients in Africa and other places around the globe where healthcare may otherwise be unavailable. Additionally, they also provide training to local doctors and nurses in their host nation. Mac is super passionate about working for an organization that makes such an impact on the quality of life for others. As Solutions Development Manager, Mac's job is to scope out ideas and projects to improve the structure and systems that make Mercy Ships run. Although his duties do occasionally include putting out fires, hopefully not literally, Mac spends a lot of time building for the future instead of being reactionary. To help facilitate internal meetings more smoothly, Mac built an Airtable base that integrates with Table 2 Site, an app that allows you to build no-code websites using Airtable as a CMS. His website acts as a collaboration tool that people can use on their phone or laptops during meetings to identify their pains, gains, and goals. This more concrete approach to brainstorming has allowed their meetings to become more potent and ensure everyone's voice is heard equally. Visit builtonair.com to sign up for the Built On Air mailing list, where you can get weekly updates on new podcast episodes and other fun Airtable things. Hey, Mac, welcome to Built On Air. Thanks for being on the show with us today. Hey, Zoe, how are you? I am excellent. What about yourself? I'm doing well. So uh, tell myself and the audience a little bit about you and what you do. Okay. So um, I work at Mercy Ships right now. I'm a solution development manager. I run a small team and basically are responsible for scoping any kind of changes. Uh, Mercy Ships is growing from a small organization. There's a lot of changes that are happening. We have a lot of legacy systems we're trying to replace, software and hardware. And that's kind of where my team sits, where that interface between the customer, the business units in the ship, and then all us IS professionals on the other side trying to make all that stuff happen. So awesome. So so tell us a little bit before we get into to you more specifically. Obviously, Mercy Ships is like a crazy cool idea. It's a floating hospital. Yeah. So just tell us a little bit more about the, the organization and, and how it got started and, and what the, the ships do once they're up and running. I gotcha. Uh, we've been around since 1978. I've been here for about a year and three months in my current role for about, uh, I think it's been almost a month now. Um, but basically the premise is um, you can bring doctors to Africa and the developing nations and they can work with the tools and equipment that's available on the ground. Or we can bring a hospital ship that's fully staffed and equipped with everything that you can get in the finest hospital in you know, America or England or wherever and bring all of those resources off the coast of Africa. And what it allows us to do is to provide safe and affordable surgeries for people that just can't get it. Um, I'm a recent father and I've got a, I've got a two-year-old. So whenever I watch our marketing videos yeah, with kids, <laughs> um, it's, it's hard not to burst into tears, actually. The thought of being a parent and having a child with something like windswept legs, which we can fix very easily here in the States. And we would identify that early and we'd address it. 
Um, now you've got a nine-year-old that can't walk, can't go to school. And what does that person's life look for them in a developing nation? It doesn't look very good. Um, and for these folks that don't have any means um, and really don't have a lot of options in country in terms of safe surgery, um, what do you do with your kid? Well, if the African Mercy shows up, you can make the trek down to the port that we're in and we'll see you. And if we can, we'll, we'll take care of your problem. We'll fix your child. Um, and that's just a, it's a huge blessing. And again, it's um, sometimes we get asked, well, you know, are you actually having an impact? And it, it kind of gets back to, well, you're having an impact on that individual, but our goal, and it's, it's a real goal is to put ourselves out of a job. We want to see um, in Africa and other developing nations that are sending their own ships to other countries that have hospital networks that are, up to standard. Uh, we do a lot of training on the ship, the current vessel, the Africa Mercy. So we're not just show up, do a bunch of surgeries and leave. We show up, we partner with those nations. We bring their staff onto the ship. We come to them and we show them, hey, here's cataract surgeries. This is how you've been doing them. This is a better way to do it. It's a little bit faster. You can process more patients and this is how you sterilize your equipment and all that kind of stuff. Um, and the new ship, the Global Mercy, which is currently being built, um, is going to expand that capacity even more. So that's, that's kind of the focus in a nutshell. We've got a ship, it's a hospital, we're operating in developing nations. That's very cool. Yeah. And just kind of how you were saying, you know, just the ability, right, to have to bring all the supplies in or, you know, build a hospital, right, before, you know, most kind of uh, relief agencies can start doing work. It's, you know, you guys show up, you have everything on board, and then you can kind of, you know, just get yeah. rolling and helping helping the population so how do you how does uh mercy ships decide what port to stay in and and how long do you typically hang out in a port that's a good question so we have um an accord we'll sign with the host nation so we're coming to various nations in the developing world and in particular we're in africa and that's where we've been for quite a while um so we're going to talk to the governments. We're going to talk to their health officials. We're going to do a pre-assessment survey. And we're going to try and figure out, hey, what do you guys actually need from us? And then we'll start planning for the ship's arrival up to five years before we show up in country. Oh, so, wow. Um, we don't want to kind of barge our way into these nations. It's really is a partnership. What do you guys need? And then we're going to try and meet that need uh, with our wonderful volunteers. And everybody who serves on the ship, they're not paid to be there. They sell their house, sell your car, get on a plane, fly to Africa, live on this massive ship, and maybe never leave. And some people don't. Um, so all that being said, it, it's a quite it's a considerable effort to get us to the point where, you know, here we are introduced to a country and now we're here on site. And when the ship finally does show up, we're there for about 10 months and then we'll leave and we'll do a refit. So we'll go to the Canary Islands, we'll get refit because the ship that sits in port needs a little bit of work when you're done with it. And then right. we'll do the next field service. And we've been doing that for quite a while. Um, and then now, I guess that we've sort of covered Mercy. Mercy. I keep like I have a list, <laughs> I but know. I can't. Mercy ships. Um, you gotta say it right. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, so anyway, uh, Mercy ships. Now that we've covered that, tell us more about you and your role. You mentioned you've you know been at the company for over a year, but you just kind of stepped into this, put on this new hat. A month ago, right? So, what right. is your day to day like? Um, well, like any manager, you you end up putting out fires time to time. Um, but really, what I enjoy the most about my work is getting to work with people, and, and especially on the ship, where the urgency and the the pressure is really high for them. They're actually looking a patient in the eye, and sometimes having to say things like, "We can't help you. There's nothing we can do for you." And providing the best tools, equipment, software to those people when they're in the field in those situations is kind of my passion. 
Um, a lot of times uh, we're working with nurses and hospital staff, and these people are not technology centric. You know, they're there to help people. That's what they're doing. And we want to take that burden off of them. Um, so it's pretty cool. We've worked everything from, uh, you know, remote wireless infrastructure, like putting together these little kind of internet in a box systems so they can print badges and connect back to databases, all the way to simple things like in our patient database, you know, adding a new field or something like that. Um, so the variety of it, I think, is the most interesting for me. There's no telling what's going to come through the door. And we use a ticketing system. So you just you just never know what's going to show up. Oh, okay, we want to set up this thing in Africa. Okay, great. How are we going to do that? Let's contact some locals to figure out how to get this done. Um, so it's a lot of solutioning. Um, we're trying to do things properly and build for the future. Um, and that's kind of where my team sits in the middle. Of the customer wants, right? We want oh, how we need to build for long term. And then how do we bridge those two things together? So we're not just continually putting band-aids on the same problem. We're really trying to address some of those root causes. Right. So you're not just being sort of reactionary. You're like, ticket comes in. I put this fire out. Okay. There's another, you guys right, are really right. kind of trying to to build something that will grow with you guys, with, you know, years and years to come. Very cool. So, um, of course, right. It's an Airtable podcast. Here comes the Airtable question. <laughs> How did you find Airtable? How did you use it? Um, and I, and I guess also like what other, you know, in addition to Airtable, other tools maybe have you uncovered that you use day to day? I gotcha. Um, so Airtable really, or my need for something like Airtable came, came about as I was working through my projects and, um, I, I have a pretty decent memory, but when I'm working multiple projects and there's just a ton of details that are very granular, I need a way to, to basically outsource all of my memory. Where can I put it? And Airtable is great, really great for that. I can have traceability from user stories to deliverables. Um, all kind of things that are that are really hard to put into a spreadsheet. So we have Excel, right? Everybody's got Excel, and Excel's great; it does great things for you. But what it's not is really a relational database, and that's really where Airtable kind of steps into the gap. And also, I am not an IT person by trade. Um, I studied horticulture at school, and at one point grew roses in a greenhouse. So this is not like my bailiwick. So actually. Um, Working in Airtable has increased my understanding of how a database should work and how relational databases can work. And But it's also approachable enough that anybody on my team, myself included, being the least technical person, um, can build some really neat, useful, kind of lightweight web applications for the kind of challenges that we're tackling. And really, what I use it for for my team is, is organization of data, right? Mm-hmm. And then have had some kind of really fun, um, and I guess we'll talk about table to site here in a minute. Are you ready for that? Uh, you can finish your, your soliloquy on apps and then we can roll into your- <laughs> it's just, it's just empowered our team to punch above our weight. I think, um, we use a number of tools here at Mercy Ships. We've got 200 some odd applications, um, but nothing really fits the bill as being glue better than Airtable does. It's kind of that link between the two. I like to describe it as Google Sheets and, uh, Microsoft Access at the love child and it was Airtable, right? Right. Yes. And then I got like a little bit of a facelift sort of. In the yeah. Oh, it's, uh, yeah. I worked in Access before. It's so much better. There's, there's no real comparison, but yeah. Yeah. I like what you're saying, how it's sort of the, the glue, right? Yeah. And it's really easy where you're like, I really need to take like everything that's going, turning around in my brain and put it somewhere that's easy for me to find label- later. You know, Airtable is such a great solution for that. And then it's also nice because if you do end up wanting to, to share that information with people, it's easy to do so as well. Um, instead of having oh, yeah. to be like, okay, well, like this Google sheet has like things I don't want to share. So let me just copy this stuff over. <laughs> right, um, somewhere else. 
Uh-huh. Well, and, and Zapier just kind of changed my life too, because I automate all my reports now and I'm a terrible maintainer. Like I'm just not very good at it. So remembering to send out a weekly report, can't do it. But guess what? I got my Kanban board and Airtable and whatever I change that week goes out in a report and everybody, nobody's the wiser, right? It has my name and the email address. It looks like I spent a bunch of time on it. And I actually did. It took about you know an hour to set up and now it just runs every week. Right. So. Very nice. Yes. So you can be, you know, super on top of your your stuff, sending that report right. out at 8 a.m. every Monday. <laughs> um, uh-huh. Love it. So um you have also been experimenting with uh this sort of, I guess, auxiliary app for Airtable called Table to Site, and that's what you're you're gonna kind of demo for us today. So why don't you tell um our listeners, if they haven't heard of it yet, kind of what that does, and then you can maybe share your screen and, and walk us through your creation. Yeah, for sure. And I'd say too, um, we really had a need here at Mercy Ships for something very simple, a simple way to kind of collect data. And that's really where this use case came about that I'm going to talk about. But table side in general, it's just a way to build um, initially kind of like a product website, like a landing page. It's very simple. Um, if you kind of start to push the edges and the guy that has it is great and he keeps developing on it, um, it really starts to look more like Zoho Creator, like app sheets. If you've ever used a tool like that where it's kind of drag and drop, build your app, like it has that capability. And I'm really curious and excited to see where he's going to take it. Because I think at times that's where, and especially working in an enterprise setting, um, I need to be able to share information to vendors and to people inside the company, but I don't necessarily want to give them access to my Airtable, even a view of it, right? I want to distribute this information in a front-end way. And it kind of puts a front-end and a skin on Airtable that maybe is a little bit more digestible and gives people even the ability to interact with that data without having to go into my Airtable. Um, right. Airtable is still not an official uh, Mercy Ships uh, tool, so I'm kind of right. out here on the bleeding edge um, with its use and as you know, it's a bit viral, so it's spreading across the organization. So we'll see see where all that goes. But yeah, it has a tendency to kind yes. of like feed its way through. But that, but yeah, it, I, I'm glad that Table to Site came out, and you know, I've been kind of checking it out and experimenting with it because there is like sometimes just sharing a view doesn't cut it, right? You need to make something like more polished or or appear less spreadsheety, you know, mm-hmm. um, or have some some control. So why don't you go ahead and share your screen and kind of tell us about uh, this particular project that you set up? So I'm just in here on the community forum. And if anybody watching this or listening wants to go take a look, you can. Uh, we're just going to click this link here and this will show you kind of what the front end looks like. So um, kind of in my role here, I've ended up becoming a bit of a brainstorming facilitator, a meeting facilitator, just as we're trying to get out of our business units. Hey, what, what's working? What's not working? And do you guys have any fantastic ideas that we should be considering? It, it's starting to bleed a bit past even just my role. And it's something that we're doing on our lunch break sometime, just trying to figure out, hey, we've got a process that's broken let's try and gather some data so that we can analyze it and figure out where's the root cause. So I feel like a lot of times you can spend hours playing whack-a-mole with, you know, symptoms and never get back to that root cause. And this was really kind of a, a, it was an effort to allow us to capture this data in a, at times, non-confrontational way. And for people that won't speak up in meetings. So the basic premise is this, um, we'll have a meeting, we'll get a bunch of people into a room, they pull out their phones or their laptops, usually it's a phone, and they go to this website, which we're calling brainstorming, but it's pains, gains, and goals. And what we're asking them to do, to get started, 
is to think about all the things in a process or in a piece of software that's broken. What's not working? So it starts to sound a bit like the six thinking hats or whatever, where you're asking the audience to focus on a particular thing. And Mm -hmm. what I found is um, occasionally you will get folks in a meeting who are just more outgoing perhaps, or more passionate about the problem. And they tend to drive the meeting and you end up with groupthink. And what I really want is that person that's sitting at the back, that's not talking. I want to hear what they have to say about it. So with your smartphone in your hand, you just basically use an Airtable form and you start entering in paint. So it's this, and you're going to hit submit. So we'll have about, usually it's a five minute duration. I'll say put five minutes up on the board. You got five minutes to fill your pains in and they'll keep putting in their pains. Um, and then we'll have them switch. So, all right, now let's talk about what is working. Because even in a process that everybody hates, there's probably one or two things in which you might want to keep. So we'll say this is awesome. And then we'll have them switch gears again, and we'll talk about goals. So, and the intention of goals is just for people, and, and I've worked in a manufacturing setting before, and I think I'm kind of tipping my hand here a bit, but the people who work on the line in a manufacturing or assembly plant intuitively know how to make their job better because they do it repetitively every single day. So this is an opportunity for the people who work in a process, who work with a tool, who are working on a problem. They probably have a pretty good idea of how to solve that problem. And it's trying to give them the opportunity to say, hey, have you thought of this? This is a good idea to have. Have you looked at Airtable for data management instead of using Excel, right? So we'll just say Airtable. So then at the very end of this, um, we're going to use dot voting. So I like dot voting because it kind of, a, it can be a bit biased, but it at least allows the group um, to say, hey, we all share this thing, these things in common. We're all mm-hmm. sharing this problem. And the beautiful thing with cross-departmental sort of efforts and meetings is that they get to see that, oh, we all have the same problem and we're looking at it from different angles and we've been blaming each other for it, but now we can work together. So this current version, you actually filter into it um, and then we can vote on it. So nice. Say, one here. Now you can only vote once. So I've already voted on this particular form, so I can't vote again on this little tile. And that just keeps people from sitting there and clicking. Yes, 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 yes. It's right. Also Stacking a, the votes. <laughs> right. It's it's also a limitation currently of the voting tile that he's got built in here, but that's okay because it's a feature, not a bug, right? Mm-hmm. Exactly. And, and then what we'll do is we'll do this for all three. And then at the very end, we're going to talk about Okay, everybody's voted. What's our top pain? And this is the point that I like because I like to talk where we get everybody in the room to talk about what is your biggest pain point? All of you guys have voted. We've got 50 votes on this one. Clearly, there's something there. Let's talk about it. And we'll do the same thing for each one. So gains, pick the top one, and we'll talk about goals and pick the top good idea, right? And all this can be accomplished in about 45 minutes, which is great for us because we're all super busy. And then what I get on the back end of that is a really excellent list, uh, rather data points of pains, gains, and goals that I can go and analyze. So real quick, I'm gonna, I'm sorry, I'm just jabbering on, Zoe, if you wanna- Oh no, this question, is great. Please. I, yeah. Oh no, no, I think um, not really a question, but just I, I know from having to you know facilitate meetings, right? Sometimes the loudest person is the most influential. Mm-hmm. And, and it's also really difficult, I think, to you know, get to the root of a problem, like you were saying, sometimes, like, you know, it really is easy to treat symptoms or concentrate on features that are like nice to have, but definitely don't solve that one thing, right? That is the real issue. And I think just, I really like how this kind of moves to, to get through that, you know, kind of red tape and circular conversations and just hone in on that problem. Because 
it is the hardest thing to identify. It's such a, like, how can you get people in a room for two hours and yet not, you know, come back with anything (laughs) useful or anything wild, you know, and then everyone leaves like exhausted and maybe, you know, mad or annoyed. (laughs) I just, I like how very kind of anonymous, democratic and efficient this is. So continue. We actually had a unfortunate four hour user story session with one of our departments and every consultant that we bring on site to do some kind of work for us, but Hey, you're not going to trap us in a room for four hours and ask the user stories, right? Yeah. And they feel the pain. And then I'm the one that has to transcribe all these handwritten sticky notes, which is just great. Right. And then put them back into Airtable where I can digest them. So if I could capture them digitally, I, I much prefer it because it's just work. Okay. All right. So if you haven't been in table of site before, um, and you're getting to see my email notifications there on the right, <laughs> um, this is how you set up table to site. And he's got some really great tutorials on how to do this. Um, basically in this front here, this is the settings for the website, right? What it kind of looks like. And then we kind of dig into content here. And this gives you each one of those little pages that we're navigating to. You can have a button on it. You can change the font color, you can change the font type, and then he's got different types of check this out here different types of pages that you can make. So you can do an iframe, you can just do an image, you can do tile. And I think the way I've built this one, you can actually do for free. So you could do free Airtable and you could do free table to site and you could have your little brainstorming tool up and running at no time. And if you go on the community, you can actually copy this down. So perfect. Um, then we get into data. So this is where you get to see all the fun things that have been submitted. Um, now what I found here, which is interesting, if you try and do a formula, with the table aside, it will not work. It ends up as a broken link. So what I started using was a rollup. So a rollup works the same way. You know, I'm trying to link the record here. So I've got my table here, which is pains, gains, and goals. I'm trying to relate that back to every single form submission. But when I did a formula or I did a lookup field and tried to use a formula to reference it to keep it from breaking, it didn't work. But the rollup actually works. It's nice. Pull one value, right? It's just going to pull in that single value here. And we did that for the URL and then we did it for the upvote. And that was that was key. If you couldn't have that automatically add to each form submission, right? When you go to look at results, you can't upvote and then you can't see the results. Uh, so this actually took a little bit of figuring and that's a it's a workaround for table to site. So it's it's documented in the in the form if anyone's actually interested. But uh, that was the only kind of quirky thing that I had to work through. But it was fun. It was a fun project. Yeah, to get a little bit of that interactivity, you had to go the extra mile. That's so, right. That's really cool. And then do you guys, so is this something that you've kind of implemented and you use at pretty much every kind of meeting of this type where you guys are needing to brainstorm or identify mm-hmm. issues? So I've actually run two. So this is pretty dang new. We've run two and uh, they went really well. And we can actually go look at some data that we pulled out of one. Cool. Um this was an HR summit that we had. And basically, we've got 16 national offices, right? And then we've got everybody here in the States, and we're trying to coordinate how do we get all these volunteers on these ships, right? And the things that will play really well here in the States won't play so well in Holland. So you have to, we have to be, to tailor things to fit each country, right? But also present a unified brand, a unified message. And for these HR folks, they have to coordinate, trying to get all these volunteers from 40 different nations on this vessel. It's, it's very, very challenging. And they have a huge amount of work ahead of them. So they came on site and just ran through this quick session with all those folks. And we pulled out some really interesting data points. And what I'll do, you know, one day I'll set up a zap so it pumps it into a different air table. Right now I'm just copying and pasting. Sorry, I'm not, we're not that slick yet. 
It's okay. Um, it's a work in progress. That's right. But the main key is getting the data into Airtable so that I can start to develop these categories and areas of focus. So areas of focus is really where you start to drill back from. I've got 157 records here. That's great. I've got all this data. Let's try and consolidate all those things together. Mm -hmm. And we're able to pull out things like, okay, this is everything that I've got related to confusion. And I can make some recommendations about how do we sort through all our pains, gains, and goals in confusion. And let's figure out how to address those. So we were able to pull out some low-hanging fruit. Just say we need a page to collaborate with. Um, They need a new tool set. So now we can take that information that we captured and that can help us build a project brief which is how the department gets what they need from IS. They submit these things. Um, and, and that's really where the rubber starts to meet the road on this deal. It's great to capture the data, but at some point you got to go and do the analysis. Mm-hmm. And the great thing about the database is because I have the relation, right? It's not just a category. Um, it's going to roll up all the information that I need in this areas of focus. So, you know, everything with confusion and it might be tagged on, you know, three or four different ones or one record might have two tags on it. But now I can see an overview of this is everything related to this this one area and this is what I should focus on. And that's been pretty dang helpful. And we can also rank it on the right side with a roll-up. So that's kind of where we're at. Um, I still have some analysis to do on this guy um, as well as the other ones we did, but it's, it's working pretty well. I'm really happy with it. And that's really, I think, where Airtable starts to show its strength is now I can take this data and I can make some sense out of it. I can manipulate it. I can pull it around. So, yeah. Right. Happy. Yeah. It's much easier than just like rearranging sticky notes up on a wall or something. Um, yeah, not, a, not a fan of the sticky notes. Yeah. So, and I love your sort of table to site interface. It's just like you mentioned, you know, simple enough that it's like really easy to use with a phone or something and it's just clean and pretty. Um, and, and I think, you know, to kind of go back right to that whole, like identifying the problem issue. Now you can spend your time instead of having to, you know, ask the quiet person in the back of the room to speak up or, you know, transcribing stuff. You can actually spend your time and your, your highest and best use, which is analysis of all those data points instead of just collecting them in a place where by the time you finish, you're too exhausted to actually sort through it and, you know, synthesize it Um, right and you're putting that person on the spot and maybe just the way their personality is they don't want to bring it up and then for us here at mercy ships and i don't know if you've worked for a nonprofit before but um it can be hard at times for us to give each other really sort of critical feedback yes and and trying to make it constructive and not because we really all want to be nice to each other we want to be kind to each other we're all that's why we're here we're all true believers right we believe in this dream And, and so we were, we were struggling a bit to get that pain section filled out, especially when you're talking about one or two people involved in a process. You're really talking about the way that they're doing the process, right? And you want them to change. Um, but confrontation can be hard for some folks. And it's hard to do it gracefully and yes. to not offend people and burn bridges and all that good stuff. So this is kind of a, I don't want to call it passive aggressive, but it's just a more maybe passive way to get that information. And then we kind of filter through it and figure out, okay, there's actually some, some good things that can come out of this constructive feedback. We can actually make some changes in personnel or the way we're doing the process um, to make all of our work better. Right. And, and also it, it gives everyone sort of an equal voice, right? You know, if I'm a manager and I'm not using that process every day, I could think it's totally fine, you know, but then if I'm the person that actually has to, you know, do the report every day or whatever, like, you know, I can be like, this is actually terrible. Like, here are all these issues with it. Or like, here's this feature I really like. Please never take it away because it helps me do my job, you know? Right. Um, 
And, and I think it's, it's really great how you can kind of, you know, democratize, you know, both kind of points of view or all points of view, right. Depending on the person's role. Um, so have you ever, I mean, I know you've only run this twice, but I have to ask, has there ever been a time where someone listed basically the same thing as a pain and a gain? <laughs> um, pretty close. Yeah, it, it happens. And I think that's, it's usually from a different perspective, right? right? So something that's really easy for you might be just terrible for me. And you just, if you don't ever communicate, you don't know it. Um, we have a lot of processes that impact departments that are downstream of us. And anytime we work in data, obviously, what this department wants to make a change to the database, that's fantastic. You just broke all of my reports over here. Um, and that's part of our job is to kind of sift through that and, and figure out, well, who are the stakeholders? And because we're, we're very new at this and my department's only a year old, um, some work was done in the past, but really they were more in a mold of mode of, of building and surviving, right? We've got these ships are operating. We have to keep up, keep up, keep up, and always be that sort of firefighting person putting out those fires. And now we're trying to take a longer view towards the future and say, well, 10 years from now, what's going to survive? How are we going to operate multiple ships with the same size staff? Because we are limited in resources. Um, and, and this is where initiatives like this start to get me really excited. And we're starting to see, um, I think, just bringing different departments together and having run through an exercise is always helpful. But then you're seeing sort of organic growth where different departments are doing different things um, to improve their own process, but also to work together. Um, and this is an outgrowth of sort of that of that desire. Yeah, very cool. I love how this sort of, you know, setup that you have, it, it also really seems to kind of reflect Mercy Ship's long term <laughs> goals as well, you know, so um yeah. My interpretation of it, maybe. Yeah. yeah, but, you know, it's it's great, right? Like, we want everyone to, you know, kind of have a voice. You want to actually be able to identify problems or, you know, get people's points of view, especially since, you know, if you're an international organization, there's going to be a lot of, you know, different kind of ways of thinking. And oh, yeah. Even the, the way that we send out materials, like the words that we use, it's translated. It means something completely different. You might be offending right. someone or totally missing the point. And when you're trying to convince people that, hey, you should, you know, leave your job and literally sell your house and come live on this ship with all these strangers and it's going to be awesome and it's going to change your life. Um, it, it can be hard for people, especially when you're, you're locked into your career. And I was in the same place a year and a half ago to even imagine that that was an option. Oh, I can actually do this. I can actually yeah. serve in this way. Um, put your 40 towards doing something else rather than increasing shareholders and stakeholders, right? Right. Yeah. It's bad, but it's just, I don't know, for some of us, it's, it's a bit of a drag. So, well, yeah, you can feel like you actually, you know, made a difference on kind of this like one-to-one -one person scale, um, which I, I think, you know, especially sort of now, right. Where it's, you know, you can make up whatever job you want to do. There's the internet, you know, and all that kind of stuff. It, it really does, you know, you, you, you do kind of get at some point you ask yourself, like, do I care about what I'm doing? Does it right. really matter? Um, you know, and that has value as well. Just like, you know, a salary has monetary value. So. Oh, sure. And actually when I was growing up, like, and, and again, we're a Christian organization, which I'm sure you're aware because you've been on the website, but for me growing up, it's like, you're either a missionary and you're in missions or you support missionaries, right? This is, it's one or two, there's no both. And the unique thing about working for mercy ships here in Texas is, that I'm in operations, I don't have to fundraise and I can actually use skills that 
frankly, aren't very applicable in Africa. It's great that Mac loves process and he's got a little bit of IS savvy and he can put air tables together, but he's not a nurse. He's not a surgeon. He's not a doctor. Um, and taking this job on has just been a really fulfilling way to say, yeah, I mean, I'm, I like to work and I like to work hard. Um, I like to have pride in what I'm doing and even running my business before. I mean, it, it was great. It's a lot of fun, but at the same time that, that why question kept coming up, well, why are you doing this? Why are you trying so hard? It's great to have a ton of money. It's great to be able to buy things and, and support your family and it's necessary, but here I don't have to make that distinction. I can both support my family and live the kind of life in the way that I've been asked to live. Right. And it's, I, I just didn't know it was a possibility on the ship. We've got hairdressers. It's like, oh, as a hairdresser, I'm going to go live on a ship. Absolutely. We need people to cut hair. We need teachers. We're a floating city. And for IT professionals, I feel like there's a there's at times a bit of a gap, right? Like, well, maybe I could build something for somebody. It's like, no, we've got a full-blown IT shop on the ship that's doing all kinds of fun stuff, like using duct tape to fix auto-pointing satellite systems at sea. And it's just a it's a unique opportunity that I wasn't aware of. And it, it was literally 15 minutes from my house. So it's been a great place to be. Well, I'm glad you're enjoying it so much. And, um, you know, it's it's obvious, I think, just in the way you talk about your work, right, that you do have this sort of like true passion and care, which is, you know, really awesome to kind of talk to someone that you know, <laughs> you can, it shows, right? It shows when people feel that way about their, you know, what they do. Um, it's as hard not to. Being like, yeah, you know, I go in and I do this stuff. And then like, you know, I I'll allocate this many days off to, you know, live my real life. Um, it's nice to be able to just like have one, you know, sphere, right? Like this is you, what you do and you love it. Um, so, so tell our listeners where they can go to, um, you know, learn more about mercy ships. And also we'll, we'll definitely include the uh, link to your Airtable community post in the show notes. Too. Oh, that'd be great. Yeah. So you can okay. go to mercyships.org slash get involved. And there's a ton of ways to get involved in the ministry. You can go, you can uh, support us, right? With actually funds because we are a nonprofit. So we do need those funds. Um, and then there's some other ways that you can get involved. And I just say for any people who love Airtable uh, that are looking for something else, we do have open positions here at the ISC. Um, I've even got a contract position on my team. Fill. And, and it is very challenging to get folks that will move out here to the Middle East, Texas and come work for us. Um, in our mission. But when we can find the right people, it, it makes a huge amount of difference. And everybody here is a story eyed dreamer. And it's just kind of fun to work with those kinds of people. Um, so I can kind of see that in yourself. actually. Oh yeah. <laughs> I love it. Well, you know, um, it's hard for me to, to enjoy doing things if I don't legitimately care about them. So right. um, mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's, it's just nice to talk to other people that are like really focusing on that. Um, and who knows, maybe someone listening right now is a dreamer willing to, to move to Texas and, uh, you know, help floating hospital right. travel. Or live on a big yeah, metal ship. Or, yeah. Or live on a big metal <laughs> ship. If you're into that too, really like, yeah. Um, that sounds also like simultaneously like terrifying and awesome to yes. me. Um, yeah which I imagine is, is probably how most people approach it, but very cool. So we'll include a link to um, Mercy Ships, uh, Get Involved page, your brainstorming sort of post. And then also um, Mac has provided us a cool little uh, video on Mercy Ships, which we'll link as well if you guys want to find out more about it. Uh, Mac, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with us and show us your wonderful pains, gains, and goals. Uh, it was really fun. 
Yeah, appreciate you, Zoe.